0: Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Lauren, Sharpie, and Steve. Hello. Yeah, man. Oh, Howdy, guys. Lisa.
1: Hola. Hola. I'm, in me- I'm in Mexico.
0: <laughs> I know. You guys are, like, throwing me off here.
1: Hola, mia Lisa.
0: Ah, hola.
1: Como esta? Bien.
0: ¿Y tú? Oh,
2: my gosh. I got nothing. <laughs> guys.
0: I have reached my capacity for That went downhill really fast. fast.
2: I don't even know. Wait no. Wait no. I don't even know my pencil is yellow anymore, and...
0: Actually, the, I might have answered in French.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Probably. So it's a confusing language show.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
2: But just so everyone knows, we did not, we, we were entered into the Webby Awards and we did not get, we did not get a nomination.
0: Well, it was really? like. I'm surprised. We're so awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was a long, it was a very long, long shot. Um, There were like 1700 entries. Uh.
1: And we didn't get in. I don't no,
2: understand. No, because it was, it's like all your big name. Uh, with all our awesomeness yeah so i yeah so i just got these sorry from the webby awards
1: thanks for playing wah, Try wah. Again next year
2: yeah <laughs> boom, boom, <ba-dum.
0: laughs>
2: yeah so i donated i don't know four hundred dollars to the webby awards so or something there so you go. there you go so i'm sure it'll be spent on somewhere good for something
0: yeah someone's living it up
2: so yes so hey so oh well, wait what are we doing lisa
0: we. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like the Steve show.
2: Yay. Oh, gosh. It's about so, time.
1: so, we're going to be in Arby's. Go on. Yeah, everyone's started, been warned.
2: Start Arby's, and we're going to go from there. See, if if the, if the Webbies were to listen to this show, we would have gotten the award. Really? That's Probably. A valid point. He says happened. that
0: before we even record it.
2: We haven't even recorded
0: it. He's
1: so optimistic.
2: <laughs> yeah. He has no
1: idea how downhill this is about it to go. be. It could be.
2: It could be. That's
0: what I'm thinking.
2: So. Oh wait, so I'm just gonna start.
0: Nah, well, I okay. Right. You don't want an introduction? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so Steve got to spend a week in Jamaica. Yaman.
2: Yeah. It was good. So that's if, the only introduction did you got the
0: hummingbird?
2: Go ahead, Steve. I, you know, I did not even Jamaica have a make all jealous. Yeah. Oh, wait. So I have to tell you. So, all right, first off, so Sandals invited me to Jamaica for social media to do some social media posts. Uh, for like four days. And then the Jamaican tourism board, the government in Jamaica invited me to Jamaica.
0: Cause you're so special
2: to, um, for our radio show that we do on Saturdays and Sundays on travel, uh, and for some social media stuff. So I, so I got to do cover Jamaica for them for just a little, right, right around a week. So, so I got all my stuff packed up and went, so I took it. So this is how it starts. So I took a Delta flight. It, it, the, okay this is gonna be good yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you haven't told lauren and sharpie no i haven't have told you? that so okay this is gonna so, be good. This conversation is about to go very down oh this is gonna be good so
2: i'm on so i take a 9 a.m flight i get to jamaica montego bay at about noon um and i'm you know it's a three 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 seat plane i'm in the back i'm like four seats from the back plane is full so we land and everyone's got, you know, getting their luggage and they're getting out and getting ready to get off the plane. And I'm still sitting because I'm by the window and I'm like way in the back. And everyone in the back, so, you know, it's going to be a while. So then over the, over the speaker, I hear Stephen Douglas Griswold. Stephen Douglas Griswold, you need to deplane immediately. No other passengers can deplane until this passenger leaves the aircraft.
1: Oh my God.
2: So that was What did you do? So I was so I had I was like I was like 99% chance this is really going to suck. 1% it's <laughs> going to be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so so I had to get so everybody they made everyone sit back down and get out of the oh aisle. It's like How 300 all hail Steve. It was like 300 people, you know, it's like one of these big planes. So I got to get my Stuff out of the overhead. I got to carry on in a giant backpack with all my gear. And then I have to walk by everybody. Sorry. Excuse me. Hi. Coming through. Excuse me. So that's the whole plane. So so then I get up to the front and there's two security guards. (laughs) So there's two arms. So you know it's going nowhere. Yeah. So I'm past. going, yeah, this is not good. It was not the 1% awesomeness. It was the 99% really going to suck. So there's two armed guards, and they ask me for my passport. And I hand them my passport, and she looks at this list. And then she looks at the guy next to her and says, oh, no, this is not right or something. She gives the indication that this is a mistake to the other guy. So then I get escorted all the way with the armed guards all the way. So I walk, you know, you know, the, um, I walk past immigration. I'm at me. Number one, I get, I walk past oh immigration God. and I, and they take me into this like waiting room. So I'm in
0: the, AKA interrogation.
2: Well, room. <laughs> I'm in the waiting room and then they bring someone out. They bring this guy out who takes me into the, to this other, it says USA interrogation room. Over the door. <laughs> so and it's like one of those, oh, steel, my God. it's like one of those steel doors. And it's like everything in the movies. It's exactly like the, it's the steel oh. door. It's the dirty white cement block walls. And it's the, 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 the wood desk. That's like, been. <laughs> like, how did you get furniture that he could, to, could even look like this beat up? It's the most beat up wood desk with a chair on one side and a chair on the other. And the the little black desk lamp. And the log, and they had like some log book that's this old beat up log book that's been there for like a hundred years. And then there's a, there's a pair of bunk beds in there. There's like with the steel frame off to my left. And so, so what had happened is when I went on the Disney cruise in New York, after that, I couldn't find my passport. So I reported it lost or stolen so I can get another one. So then I got another passport and I went to the Turks and Caicos and I traveled along. So evidently Jamaica didn't update their database and somehow they thought someone was traveling on, on the old lost or stolen passport and and yeah. they didn't. And then when they oh. saw my, when they saw my passport, they're like, Oh no, this is a different number. It's the new, it's a new passport. So, so in their database, they had tied that I was traveling and they thought that someone was traveling on. So my interrogation was like just a couple, you know, it was like three minutes and then they f- wrote this huge report and they filled everything out. And then, so, from the time I got pulled off the plane to the time I got my luggage was 15 minutes. So the the upside was instead of playing paying for Club Mobe, like I beat everybody. <laughs> like I was like I was like
1: Steve created his own Club Mobe. It was Day. I express
2: passed it all the way to the bus, but it was so embar- It was like so awkward to be pulled. You know, because everyone was like, oh, I'm like oh, here I go. Pass all these people and then i've got my security guards walking me to the detention room so it was a little it was not the um thanks jamaica government for having me over welcome
0: <laughs> <laughs> not what you expected it no was, lays and flowers yes. fanfare no strawberries and champagne or anything
2: no and it was kind of awkward not too quite. and they and i was just and then at the end after the interrogation process this lady just says, welcome to Jamaica and hands me my passport <laughs> and, and then just leaves. And I'm, still oh in the, and I'm still in the room. I'm in this other waiting room. And I'm like, I guess I'm just walk out.
0: You're like, do I leave? I do guess I, I stay? just
2: find my way out of here <laughs> on my own. So, but yes. Oh my
1: God. So that
2: was my welcoming. And then Can it, I
1: tell you, I would have been <laughs> terrified. I literally probably would have. I'm not even going to say what I would have done. She, she would have <laughs> admitted to committing crimes that she didn't actually commit. Well, say, exactly, I'd have been like, "It was me. I did it." I'm sorry. Can I get a hummingbird? Drink? Well,
2: I was like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, "I know I haven't done anything wrong, and who's gonna break into Jamaica?" I mean, I'm like, "Who's gonna like try to come in illegally to the country?" I was like, "Everyone probably wants to leave." So anyway, so I knew the only thing that I thought when I was in there was like, "Oh, should I Facebook Live this or not?" <laughs> oh God! I was, and I was like, "Right now, I know I'm not in trouble, so I probably shouldn't." But I kept thinking to myself, like, "Should I take?" should I social media this or not? And then I was like, no, I don't want to get in trouble. So
0: you were thinking of the mouse chat listeners. I was like,
2: you? yes, I was like, this is too good to pass up, but right now I'm not in handcuffs. <laughs> so it was, but it was fun. It was, it was interesting. So now I've had that, that's extreme experience. Check
0: that off your list. Yes.
2: And then I got on my bus and, um, Don, who was at our first sandals meeting, who was the sales rep there, she got on the bus with me and she's like, Oh, hey, and I was like, Yeah, I just got pulled off the plane. And she goes, Oh, that was you, I was on that flight. And I'm like, Yep, so I just spent 15 minutes in the interrogation room. So, yeah, so it was, it was fun, it
1: so funny. So, yeah, Can't take you anywhere, Steve.
2: So, if anybody has any questions about that, um, but anyway, so then I Steve, did
1: the things oh, you do for, for the interest of our <laughs>
2: listeners.
1: You know, going yes. through that and and experiencing all that yes. just so that they know what happens mm-hmm. in an interrogation room in Jamaica. That it's, was really nice of you.
2: It's exactly like the movies, which I guess is why it probably should look like that. But you never think of it that way. You're like, wow, this looks exactly like a movie. But yeah, so I did that, and then um, so I went to Sandals. And if anyone hasn't been to Sandals, we've got a couple shows on it, and uh, Lauren or Sharpie can book that for you. But I did Montego Bay, um, met a lot of really good guests there. They love that resort. Um, went to Royal Caribbean and saw the over-the-water bungalows, went into one of the smaller bungalows. Last time we did one of the villas over there over the water. Um, and those are amazing. And then went to the Sandals Inn and uh, looked around there. And then, of course, we went to South Coast, which is about an hour and a half drive from Montego Bay. Which is Sandals Resort, and they have over water the bungalow over the water bungalows there now also, and they they are beautiful. They're in the shape of a heart, so they've made the the dock. You walk straight out, and then the dock is shaped like a heart, and then all the little bungalows are on the outside of the heart. Um, and that looks beautiful. So that resort is still my favorite, but everyone loves really s- uh, South Coast. Is it really? I like South Coast. I like South Coast. Um, Royal
0: crib- I didn't know that was your favorite.
2: Yeah, South Coast is pretty. It's pretty nice. Um, so, yeah. So, if anybody, if you have any questions about Caribbean, if you're going to do a honeymoon, a wedding, just a a getaway.
0: Well, you can do a retie the knot. And then, Lauren, what did we learn they also do?
2: Well, you're putting what? her on the spot.
0: Oh, they do a retie the knot and they do a... I don't know. Oh, untie the knot. <laughs>
1: yes. I'm like, wait, wait, what? She's like, wait, wait. <laughs> you, I know the you answer. You know what? This one. I've been working since six o'clock this morning. I'm not really awake right now. I know. <laughs> Doze off at my own convenience over here. That's why we um, record
0: at night. We get you at your best or my worst. It's all a matter of opinion. It's all relevant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Point of view. So, Steve, continue. Yeah.
2: So, um, so yeah, if you have any, if you ever questions about beaches or sandals, and and not just in Jamaica. I think we're being
1: detained for passport
2: questions yes, or any passport, uh, legal questions. <laughs> we've, we've definitely know the, uh, and, and, and couples and Ryu and all, all basically any of those all inclusives, give us, give us a call or send us an email and we can get you taken care of. But, um, so then my second half of the trip was with the Jamaican tourism board. This is where it gets fun. So this is ridiculous. Even even which for me.
1: Hopefully Steve wasn't
0: arrested during this trip. No, so this time <laughs> it's like the opposite. So
2: so they put me up at uh the Sea G- I always forget the name. Sea Garden Beach Resort, which is on the hip strip, which is on in Montego Bay. Um it's actually right next to the Sandals Inn and it has its own little private beach club across the street, which is the best part because um, it's all kind of enclosed and they have these little coves with these palm trees and you can just lay down. They got a little bar there. Um, and they got jerk chicken and, and the whole nine yards. So, so that was a nice little setup there and they were super friendly. So that, so they come, they show up, um, the next, uh, they, or they pick me up and take me over there. So I have my, for four days, I have a private driver and I have a private guide just for me. And they have a black, one of the black vans with all the blacked out windows. So, so
1: why am I getting an image of like this big, tall guy with sunglasses and a suit with the dark, with the dark, um, band and opening the door for you. Pretty much so. Exactly it. And then taking
0: you into custody. (laughs) 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 No, we're done with that part. So being detained. No, but then, I mean, they, they treat this man like he's some kind of celebrity. No, not even a celebrity. Royalty they've got the cooler on there with all the water beer yeah. juices soda Red i mean stripe, anything water, that he wants to drink is in that cooler
2: ting i have okay ting it's a it's a grapefruit so pretty good in okay. jamaica okay. they have that there too yeah bug spray I
0: sunscreen
1: Wet so
2: why wipes
1: why don't i get this service when i go well
2: on you these can days. because i got willie's card so willie was my driver and I've got his um email. And so if anybody is going to Jamaica, I will give you Willie's contact info. And then if you book through us, we're happy to set that up. He was phenomenal. So he took me around literally for four days, like everywhere in Jamaica. So so and then uh then what was it? Or Alfia was a lady who was my tour guide. So the first day we're we're just walking around. She's taking me on a tour and there's a nez a nut Nesberry tree, if I say it right. Nesberries? Yeah, Nesberry tree. Which I've never had a Nesberry. So she had a guy climb up the Nesberry tree and pick two Nesberries and we washed them off and we Seriously? Opened them. Yeah. So we and we ate some Nesberries, which I'd never had, which were kind of a weird little sweet kind of little fruit. Um, so the next so we our first tour was to the uh Rastafari village. <laughs> so 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 we drive like, like when you're in Jamaica, there's, there's a lot of different roads. The the first road is the highway, which is not really like a U.S. highway. It's kind of, it's kind of bumpy and you got to swerve a few potholes, but it's pretty, it's pretty smooth. The second type of road is the road that you take from like uh, Montego Bay to White House, which to sandals over there, it's like an hour and a half and it's through the mountains and it's really bumpy potholes. You know, they're in the wrong lane half the time trying to avoid stuff. Well, they, that's, they get worse. (laughs) Like I thought, I thought I saw all the bad Jamaica roads. No, no, no. Like they turn from that to dirt and then the dirt roads, those are the roads that you're going maybe two miles an hour on. So we go to this Rastafari. How
1: far was this from your hotel?
2: The Rastafari village was maybe a, maybe an hour
1: I need to go there. So, so I'm always shocked at how far the travel distances are on the island, because if someone had, I, and I mean, this is, and this is completely uninformed of me to say, but if someone had asked me how far it is to drive from one end of Jamaica to the other, I would have said maximum of two hours.
2: Well, I think it's because it's not some of the, well, and I got, they told me so many times I've been to so many, I think it was a hundred and I don't know, 120, 133 miles wide by maybe 45 or long by maybe 45 or 55 wide. They just built a highway to Kingston. So um, the Chinese government actually built a highway to Kingston in a partnership with them. So, so if you're going from like Montego Bay to Kingston, you can do it in two hours instead of like five. Um, And it's about 11 bucks us supposedly for a car. Um, So they just built that, but they don't have the, but that's the only big road. I think the problem is, is the roads are a lot of them aren't great. So it's not, It's a little bit of the distance, but it's more of the the speed you can go because you're like, you're just kind of creeping along. On a goat path. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I went, I definitely did go down some goat paths on some of those tours, but the Rastafari village, it wasn't that far, but it's just, it's out kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, So we get there and um, we're trying to catch up with this other group because I was all by myself. So the guy comes out and he's like, Hey, we're going to catch up with this other group so we can get you in there. So we're going to take you my way instead of the touristy way. So, you know, that wild Africa truck.
1: That trek? would make me terrified. Dude, that dude. So,
2: so Sharpie, the <laughs> wild, wild Africa truck, you know, that bridge. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so there's this. there's a real version of that. Good
1: times.
2: There's a real version that does not that does not like that bridge at all because it doesn't have. It's the- It's not just
1: sound effects. No, it's no, <laughs> creaking, cracking, legit bridge. What's well, the yeah. bridge?
2: It's the bridge that you um you walk across in the harness when you're going over the crocodiles in Wild Africa Trek.
1: Oh, that is terrifying. Oh, oh I thought you meant the <laughs>
2: no, one no, that, no. That, that shook. No, no, this is like so we get to this river. And there's three, literally three pieces of bamboo tied together, just like in Wild Africa Trek, not as high, but they're just three, literally three pieces of bamboo. And they're kind of like, there's the occasional piece of wood pallet. Maybe there's six pieces of wood pallet holding these three pieces of bamboo. And, And it's like over this river and you, and it's so bouncy and it's like, oh my gosh. So I gave my equipment to the, my Willie who was driving me. So he carried my equipment, Willie I gave it it so Willie carried all my gear because I had all this recording stuff with me, and then the Rastafari guy goes across <sighs> I made it about halfway and I'm like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, and then the last part it kind of goes uphill a little, so wait, were you walking this? yeah, you walk it across and what? I'm in and I'm in like um, what did I wear? I think I wore those oh, like flat
1: were you in a, like a white robe
2: no. <laughs> No, (laughs) But I, so I made it across, but it was like the whole time I was like, please don't fall in. Um, So we do the Rastafari village, which, which ironically is the only place if you're in Jamaica where someone doesn't try to sell you something that like everywhere else here in Jamaica, they're like, Hey, do you want to buy some seashells? Do you want to buy some extra? things in the seashells. You
0: know, that's not what they're offering. Yeah. So,
2: but, but in the Rastafari village, there's no, there's never a mention of any of that, which is kind of ironic, but anyways, um, so they do, they talk about the Rasta, what it's like to be a Rastafari, what, what their beliefs are. And the guy was extremely intelligent. So that was, it was interesting that, that it wasn't anything like I had thought. He was very well educated, like college professor level. Um, There was a German group there that um, everything was being translated into German for them. And the Rastafari guy knew more about the German culture and their motto than the German people knew about their own country. So it was interesting. Um, And I've got an interview of him that I'll have to put up. They're big into technology. He's like, the internet in the village is very fast. It's one of the, some of the fastest internet in Jamaica. So he was very proud of that. Um, and then it's, it's one of these things where you're kind of like involved in the activities. So there's a, there's a soap making, and then there's a guy who makes King Toto makes drums and he talks about how he makes drums. And then, uh, uh, the guy who was, I did the interview with is named first man. Um, so I've got his interview. Um, and then we did, so soap making, they have an herb garden. Of course, the, the one herb that everyone is thinking of is in the herb garden, So um, they had just harvested that. So I've got some pictures of the the smaller plants uh, growing. Um, And then there's just different stations that you kind of go to and learn about it. And then they cooked a meal for us. Uh, We made cocoa. We, you know, we took the cocoa beans from the plants and put them over a fire and got the chafe off off of them and then, you know, smashed them up to make the uh, cocoa powder and then to make a chocolate cocoa tea. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And it's, and it's a definitely different experience than I had ever thought. Um, and then I also went over to, uh, over in uh, Montego Bay to one of the museums and went around there, had some, had some patties. You got to have the uh, beef or chicken patties. Those are always good in Jamaica. Uh, and then the second day I started out by, we went out in the jungle and there was a guy selling coconuts and sugar cane and just, you know, like in the side of the road. And they take the machete and they cut open the coconut. Um, so you get some coconut milk, which is good. I got mine cold. All the, all the locals just get at room temperature. And I had mine with a straw. They're like, she's like, well, people that have never had it before or kids use a straw. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing the straw. Because otherwise it's like all over you when you're trying to drink out of a coconut. So and then I got a jelly coconut. So if you if you want something unique, ask for the jelly coconut. So what it is, is after you finish drinking it, they cut it open with the machete. They cut it into like pieces and you pry it open. And then they take the machete and they, they uh, cut a piece off the bottom that you break off to use as a spoon. And then you scoop out the coconut. And instead of being hard, it's kind of like a jelly consistency if you get a jelly coconut. Um, so it's the white stuff you would normally grade inside of a coconut, but you kind of scoop it out and eat it and it it tastes pretty good. So I did that and then we we got some sugar cane and you, you, uh, gnaw, you kind of chew on it and then spit it out. So we had that for the ride. Um, and then we went to a rum. This was like the best tour ever. So if you want to, if you go to Jamaica and you can also do these, if you take a cruise to Falmouth. And we can set that up,
0: or if you stay on property, yeah, or if you you stay anywhere on Jamaica.
2: Um, So there's a um, Hamden or Hampton Estates, which is a plantation. It's one of the plant. Most of the plantations got burned down back in the 1800s, Um, but there's a handful of them that were nice to their slaves or paid their slaves or whatever, and that didn't get burned down. Um, So this is one of the plantations that's, you know, all original. You can see it the way it was back in the 1700s. Um, They've got a huge sugar cane field that you drive through. Then you drive through the papayas. And then there's, it's almost like the Savannah. There's parts of it where it's, it's literally looks like Africa. You have the same type of trees and then there's goats and, and uh, some free roaming horses just kind of running around on their own. But um, they were so nice. And it the was horses. The, no, the, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. But the people, the people at the, at the rum tour. So Mosey and Mr. Wisdom took me on a tour. So m- Mr. Well, that sounds adventurous. I know Mr. Wisdom was the rum master. Mosey was the tour guide. And then I had a couple other people, which is, it's just so awkward because they did a four hour tour just with me. So I had my two people with me and then there were like three or four of them. And then just me doing this tour. So, so they took me around and they gave me this, the full, they're like, well, you know, normally the tour is about two hours, but we're going to do four. So they took me into the original, you know, rum factory from the 1700s. It hasn't changed. They they still make rum there the way they did in the 1700s. It's the only place left that still does it. They said it takes about two weeks instead of 24 hours because everybody else uses you know, uh, stainless steel containers and they make rum in in about 24 hours. So they still do the process that takes about two weeks. Everything, (laughs) he's like, this is our computer system. And he was kind of joking. So there's this guy mixing ingredients into this big vat, like this oak barrel thing. And it's all like on this piece of a chalkboard that's like kind of tied to the wall on a, on this, you know, from years ago. And he's just like marks with chalk. (laughs) Oh my God. But it was so it's it's exactly like you would think a, a rum distillery from 1700s would look. So it was really cool to see, you know, how that was all done and all the original oak barrels and everything's done by hand and all the equipment is you know not manufactured anymore. Um, so do they do a, a spiced rum or do they do so a clear rum? So that so their rum until a few years ago they um it was only exported at wholesale And Germany, he said, is their biggest buyer of the rum. So what they, what Germany does is I guess, is they make rum and they make it really quick and then they use this rum to flavor it. So they take a little bit of this rum from Jamaica to flavor all the German rum to give it the actual flavor. And then Haagen-Dazs ice cream uses it and a bunch of other products use the rum. Although they just came out with their own just on the island um and it's branded i guess for the jamaicans it's called uh rum fire so rum fire is the jamaican brand and um and then they just started making aged rum and they um and they haven't even put it on the market yet because it's only been 7 years uh and they don't have enough to actually even put it on the market um but but there are people that have taken their rum that they've wholesaled and you'll see it on the market because they've bought it and held it and now they're reselling it Um, But the cool thing was, is like, you know, I got this personal tour of the rum factory, like every inch of that place that I wanted to go. And then they like literally opened the barrels with the rum master. And we started with, he's like, this is like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. When you see him carrying those big kegs of rum, he's like, this is it. He goes, this is 160 proof. Oh my God. (laughs) That stuff is like drinking liquid fire. And you don't even drink it
1: on my back.
2: You just, you just, he's like, just take a very little sip. And then they water it down too. And they put water in it just to water it down a little bit. And they give you all these little glasses and they swirl it around. And then the 140 proof rum, that's where it starts to taste. They call them esters. I might be saying it wrong. I believe it's esters is like the flavor profile and all the different things that you can taste in the rum. At 140 proof, they start to taste, you know, pretty good. 160. Well, that's just
1: you're really drunk.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and they and they always said too that this is not this rum won't won't give you a headache because it's made this process that they've been doing forever. It's not well, made in 24 hours. They do say the
1: better the liquor.
2: Yeah. So they're like this rum. You're not going to get a headache. You're not going to feel bad. You know, it's because of the way we do it here. You know, it's not just you know done in these steel containers or whatever. But anyway, so we did the whole tour. Then we went out to the lawn. They picked some bananas. They made some jerk chicken. They picked some grapefruits off the grapefruit tree. We mixed it with all these different things. We brought out a bunch of different bottles of rum and rum punch and all these mixers. And we just, we just sat out there for like an hour and talked. It was, so it was delicious. Awesome. It was, so it was really awesome. Cause we, we got to.
1: a little like heaven to me. I'm not going to lie.
2: And it was beautiful. I mean, it's like 80 degrees. You're, there's a plantation house that you're sitting out in front of from like the 1700s. It's, it's, and it's this just amazing and it's all laid back. So that was, that was pretty awesome. And I can get you the information on that tour. I mean, you, you there's a tasting room on the tour. That's not where you're going to the barrels and like taking the rum out of it, but they have a nice little tasting room and a little gift shop. And it's a very, Steve was
1: laying under the barrel with the thing turned on with his (laughs) mouth open. I don't understand why I don't have a headache. This must be good
2: stuff. Yes, it was, it was nice. Well, it doesn't even taste like in the rum punch. You don't even taste it. Um, so, so I can see how people can get pretty drunk pretty quick. Um, and then I went to, I think it's Chuka or Choka, C-H-U-K-K-A. So, and I'll have to get everyone the information on this. So this is where a lot of the Disney cruise line guests go from Falmouth. It's about 20 minutes from the port. Um, it's at, uh, good hope. Good hope is the plantation that it's on. And it's like a great day of activities for all ages. So they have a plantation there that I took a tour of the plantation house. So if you know, that's something that maybe your grandparents want to do, or someone who wants to learn about the history, of the plantation or the plantation house, and the views from up there are amazing. Um, so that's part of the tour. Then they have all the old buildings, all the sugarcane buildings, and they've you know turned into different you know attractions or or gift shops or whatever. So you can see some of that. But they have uh, the ri- one of the rivers runs through there, so you can go tubing through the as one of the activities through the river. You can do uh, zip lining. They've got a bunch of zipline trails. They have ATVs. So you can do some ATV riding. They've got one of those adventure rope courses. Uh, and then they also have just, you know, pools and waterfalls and just, you know, to hang out as part of a package. So if you just want to hang out and eat and swim and do the slides. And and they've got an aviary with all the different types of birds. So there's, a, there's easily a whole day or more of things you could do. Um, so Mr. Bond's. From the UK. He's like, he said it was complicated, but he's from the UK, but he's sort of Jamaican. So I met him and it was about 2 30. And they they and they basically run the cruise line schedule. You know, everyone's usually on board by four, so they're pretty much wrapping up. Uh and all the guests are trying to get back to the ship by four. So I was like, you know, I want to do zip lining because I've never done zip lining. Although I've never done it? No, that was my first time. Really? Yeah. So oh. But I, I'm not, I'm not really good at heights, so, but I figured, so I figured, but I figured ziplining would be different because you're just kind of like, you know, kind of casually go, you know, going through the forest on a line, you're looking at the stuff, you know, and I figure I could do that. Cause I'm not like, you know, holding onto a rope, traversing like a trapeze or something. Uh, so, so the zipline is already closed and he's like, I'm going to get you two guides. We're going to get you a driver. We're going to take you up. We're going to get you on. So he gets me um, Rocky and David. So they take me. Yeah. You do a little. Are
1: they just making these names up? Was Bullwinkle there no.
2: too? No. <laughs> so or so, was Dave, Dave and Rocky. So they Dave does this like safety briefing with me. So your heart gets a little racing at that point.
1: And then you run into Boris. Yes. <laughs> Boris and
2: Natasha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. So they give you the tour, you know, they, they go through the safety, they put the harness on, they tell you like, if, if the guide who's in front of you, who's already on the platform gives you these signals, this is what you have to do. If he does this, that means get your hands, don't touch anything. You're touching something that you're not supposed to let go of it. You know, for this signal, if he does this, it means move, pick your feet up because they're too low. Uh, and if he does this, it means break. It means grab on with your glove to the back line to slow you down. So the first one is pretty easy because you're like just ground level and it just goes off into the woods somewhere and you can't. uh, So, so I guess I never realized the, the the one thing I never realized was how fast they go. Like, I don't know if it was just this. Yeah. They're like, I didn't realize they go and I don't know how fast they go. You feel like you're really booking like way faster than you should be going on a piece of cable through the woods to the point where you're like, Oh my God. So, and then the other thing I'd never thought of, which is obvious, is that they end at a tree and they don't just like, there's it like this tiny crashes. platform. Yeah. There's like a tiny platform. There's not like some grandiose, like, oh, you just slowly coast in and you're on this giant walkway. There's like a f- three or four foot landing spot that already has someone standing on it waiting for you. And then you're coming in like full on.
0: <laughs> so, yeah.
2: so that was the. So the so then you land on the tree and then he's like, okay, make your way around to the other side of the tree so we can clip you on the other line. And you're like, eek, eek, eek around the tree because it's so high. It was yeah. so high. And it was in the wind. Scary. It was a little, it was, and then I was like in it. I'm like, I can't. And they're like, well, the course is only five, but since you're, you know, with us and we got the whole thing open for you, we're going to do seven. And I'm like, oh, yay, me. So, and they it was a lot of fun, but, but you're, and the other thing I didn't think of is they, you, they want you to jump off the platform. So they're like, okay, jump off. And it's like, and it progressively gets higher and higher. You're like, so I did this, like, like not manly, like kind of (laughs) sit scoot. I was like, I'm not jumping off this thing. I'm like, there's just no, I'm like, I'm just going to kind of do this, like kind of bend my knees and scoot myself off the edge.
0: Did you sit on the platform?
2: No, you couldn't get that low to sit because of the cable, but I would kind of bend my knees until it kind of grabbed me enough and then kind of pushed myself off. Oh, and I couldn't even look down. It was, um, it was a little intimidating, (laughs) but everybody else who did it loved it. I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I would do it again. Just because of me, but, um, and they, and we, we, saw the national bird, which is a hummingbird in the national tree. When we were way up there, he's like, Steve, look at this. And there's this tiny little hummingbird, like right above my head in the tree of, in the national tree of Jamaica. And and then there, we, you know, he pointed out all, all kinds of different plant life and all kinds of stuff. So they were very good. And then the, the last one ends in one of those trees from Africa. I think I want to say cottonwood or cotton something. Um, it's one of those giant trees, like in the lion King and it's tied around. He's like, you don't have to worry about breaking. It's got a brake system on it, you know, set up. So I'm like, okay. And it goes over the river. You can't even see where it ends. And it goes so fast. And then it hits, they've got something on the line that you hit and it cuts your speed in like half in like a fraction of a second. You go like flying. So you go from like, I don't know, 30 miles an hour to 15. And then you're still coming in like at that tree. And then they grab you right at the last second before you hit the tree. But anyway, so it was a little, (laughs) it was a little more adventurous than I had thought, but it was
1: how far Was the zip line.
2: The zip lines are long and they're all throughout there. I mean, they're (sighs) the other thing is that you start to spin around. So I'm the whole time. I'm kind of trying to figure out how to, you have to like turn your hand to the right to make it, so you turn to the left. So, cause I'm like, I don't want to come in backwards like at this tree. So the whole time I'm like trying to twist my arm the right way to make it. So I'm still coming face on. So you're, you're trying to deal with that. It was, it was fun, but just for me, it's not my thing, but families loved it. So we got off of there and we're walking by the pool and I had never seen so many families high five those guys because they had all been zip lining earlier in the day with those guys and every single family was ecstatic. I mean, they had the best time at that place. They were That's high cool. f- they were high-fiving the adults and the kids loved it. The kids loved the Jamaican vibe, the no-worry mind, all the the fist pumps, the whole thing and they, you know, they were and I think you can zip line starting at 6. So they had all been and they all had like a blast. And so all day long they were interacting with the kids and the families and they were having a blast. But it's like uh, wild africa trek that whole place uh third world version
1: there's no way in this world
2: oh my gosh you, and then the just not your thing huh oh no my way God. i i didn't i was like i didn't realize it was i thought it would just i cuz you see people doing it or whatever like oh that's that's i didn't realize it was as fast or as uh, scary as, and then once I was in it, I was like, okay, just keep going. But yeah. And it was windy that day. So all the bamboos creaking and the trees are creaking and they're swaying and the line, the line swaying back and forth. <laughs> so, but it was fun. I, but I think it was just me that was a little, I mean, cause none of those, those kids, I mean, those kids were like eight, 10, 12 they're, They had all done it. They're all high-fiving those guys when that, when we got off. So they had all been on it and they had, had no issue. And then you get on one of those, like, just like in the safari at animal kingdom, you get on one of those, um, buses, you know, but it, and it's all bumpy and just some, you know, it makes a ton of noise. Cause the thing hasn't been tuned up in 20 years and it's going up this bouncy road. So it's all like that without, um, seatbelts or anything. So it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I saw people do the challenge course and I saw, you know, the aviary with the, all the different birds and it's definitely a, and they're going to give us a, uh, a giveaway to do on social media for, uh, some tickets. So I've got to get, I'll get that posted and then everybody should enter. And then if you go to Jamaica, you can, I think, uh, I can't remember what the, I'll, I'll, I'll set it up and you guys can, and can figure it out and hopefully someone will win some tickets to, uh go zip lining or rafting. I think the rafting would have been more my speed, but I wanted to try something else or the ATVs. I could have done an ATV through the, through the jungle. But yeah. So if you want to go to Jamaica, we definitely, we've, we've done a lot and we can help you out.
0: Yeah. Obviously some of us have done more than others.
2: They were so nice. And then when they got me club Mobe for the way back, um, they, uh, they took me to, I think it's, I'm, I'm going to say it wrong. It's not Devon's ice cream, but it sounds something like that. It's number four in the world, according to National Geographic. So they took me there to get some uh, fruit basket ice cream. I had some fruit basket ice cream and some strawberry ice cream. Um, I mean, there was no lack of Jamaica food. They took me to Scotches. So Scotches, there's one in Ocho Rios and there's one in Montego Bay. Um, and it's so good. If you like jerk anything, jerk chicken, jerk ribs, jerk pork, so, so amazingly good and so cheap. So, and red stripe beer in the glass bottle. Um, so we went there. So they, they definitely dined me around. And then on the way back, they took me to the airport. They walked me uh, past the Delta line right up to the counter, uh, right to the gate agent. And then they walked me all the way like to the front of every, single thing, which was a little awkward. Oh, you
1: mean you didn't get shake, shaken down again on the way back? No.
2: So I got, I got well, that's ch- disappointing. I know. And then I then I went to Club Mobe, which is something else we can book for you guys. Uh and I stayed in the lounge, had some chicken patties, had a I had a cappuccino. Of course you can get full, you know, pina colada, whatever you want. Uh they've got really good Wi Fi. It's a nice lounge. And then uh headed back to the US. But it was a great time. And the weather this time of year, you know, it's like in the mid-80s. It's really nice. Um, it's a perfect time to go down to the Caribbean. But yeah, any if you want to stay all-inclusive, regular resorts, whatever, we've definitely been to a lot of them. Well, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was nice to see, like, the Rastafaris were... I <laughs> <laughs> said I was going to see the real Jamaica because I'd only been to the all-inclusives. He's like all-inclusives are like prison. They don't let you see the real world, the real people. They don't let you bond with the earth, which is kind of true. I mean, because the people, when you meet the people in Jamaica, they're really friendly, really nice. And if you get like a private driver or or go on some of these excursions, if you have some time, it's really, it's a, it's a really nice way to see the people meet, you know, do some of I've got to say,
0: since you came back from this, the thing that you won't stop saying and, and just, Oogling over is how nice everyone was. Well, they they were, very, which is a good thing.
2: Yeah, they were so nice. So They're so happy, so proud. I mean, so I was sitting there with lunch with Mister Wonderful, and he said he came to the United States. Mister Wonderful, I'm sorry, Mister Wisdom. Thank I you. can't think thinking of uh, Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. Yeah, so uh, Mister Wisdom, and he said he came to the United States, and he went to one of these malls, and he was in the parking lot, and his car battery was dead, and there's hundreds of cars around him. And nobody would jump his car until they finally got the security guy to come by and jump his car. Where was this? In a mall in the United States somewhere. Okay. And so they're, you know, the, the battery in their rental car went dead. And he's like, in Jamaica, if your battery is dead, they'll be like, hey, man, open the bonnet, man. And 10 guys are there to jump your car. They jump your car. They go on their way. And you don't know any of them. So his, I guess his thing is, is it's just a slower pace of life. Everybody's very friendly. Everybody's there to help everybody else out. Um, you know, they're not worried about anything. So that you know, and it's definitely true. The people are are pretty nice if you, once you get to know them.
0: Hmm. And you definitely got to know them.
2: Yes. So I'll post some stuff on the uh, show notes. Post some photos and some information, and if you're looking at going to, going to Jamaica or any of the Caribbean, let us know.
0: Okay. All right. With that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any questions or comments for us, please write to comments at mousechat.net. And if you enjoy listening to the shows, we have more shows over at iTunes and also, again, at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.